I like you. I like sex. It's nice. No. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son podcast that wants to hear you say "wayho." <laughs> oh my gosh, I haven't seen that video in so long. If you haven't seen the video, look up girl who does the boom, 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 let me hear you say "wayho" song. Yeah. I can't figure out if it's shtick or if she's like really into it. I'm not sure what's going on. Very awkward. It's very awkward. It I can't even play it in front of your mother anymore. She, she'll she go in the other room if I try to put <laughs> she, that on. She'll be like a turtle, go back in her shell and just hide. For a while, I changed my tone when she would text me to Wayho. <laughs> it drove her crazy. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. You probably left your ringer on in the house then. Oh, it was so good. Well, I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching the movies, then having a conversation, and more importantly, spending quality father-son time together. Yep. Jack, episode 35. We're making it. I mean, is 35 kind of a milestone? I feel like... Every episode is technically a milestone. I, mean, I guess it is. But no, I would not generally think of 35 as a milestone. I mean, really. I think of ones that end in zero, like 20, 30. Those are kind of milestones, but like... I would a, think... I think in quarters, I think. Quarters and halves. Okay. It's like 25 is good, then 50, and then 75, and then 100. Well, we'll be... Those are the big ones, in my opinion. We'll be 15 away from 50 after this one. Yep. Okay, guys. Well, it's everybody's favorite time. It's Lobby Time with Vince and Jack. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is a time where we talk about things that aren't necessarily related to the movie we're going to be watching, but we still think that it's important enough to warrant some airtime. I barely got through that. <laughs> I, was, I was listening to I'm it. I'm not thinking, sure I did, but uh-oh. whatever. So our last episode that we did, which was on 1917, we went to the movies and saw it. It turned out to be kind of a legit movie review or movie critique. Yeah, it did. So I'd like to go ahead and just apologize to all of our fans or all the people that listen to the show that were expecting more penis and fart jokes. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what happened. We just... We lost sight of who we were. Put on our suits and got serious for no reason. We got all Siskel and Ebert on you guys, so... No idea who that is. Yeah, one of them's not with us anymore, but they were... Bert and Ernie. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're normally more Bert and Ernie, but we got a little <laughs> Siskel and Ebert, so... Or Beavis and Butthead is normally who uh, we are. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not sure what happened, but I was listening to it, and I threw a little bit of editing in there, and I was like, man, we kind of we sound like we're, uh, like we're legit or something. Mm -hmm. So We sounded know. professional. Well, yeah. So I guess we, uh, we need to uh, turn this one south quicker. Yeah. Well, I think we're in luck today. <laughs> I'm sure we are. It, 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 it is your turn. So. It is my turn. But I just wanted to come on uh, during lobby time and, and go ahead and... Uh, personally apologize for our professionalism in the last episode and for not sounding like the usual jackasses that you've come to know and love. And I'm going to go ahead and promise you that uh, that shit's not going to happen again. All right. Um, I want to play something for you and uh, get your thoughts on it. Okay. This is from an old podcast of ours. How old? Um, one of our Movie Mug and Halloween Spectacular episodes. Okay. Anyway, there's a podcast out there called The Movie Virgins, and they put out an episode of It Follows, and it made me kind of want to revisit 
uh, Arnold It Follows, and I okay. did. And I came across something that I found kind of interesting that I wanted to play for you. Okay. All right, score time. Damn, this is a doozy, man. Hmm. I really have trouble when it gets up there higher. Like I always say, what do you feel at the moment? Because I second guess myself all the time, but I want to give it whatever my score is when it's fresh. I can never give something 100, though. Sure you can. Nothing is a 100, though. It can be a 100. You can have 10 movies that are 100s. Like, nothing is a 100. I plead the fifth. (laughs) Joker, The Matrix, Straight Outta Compton, Gangs of New York, Almost Famous, Moulin Rouge, uh, Us. Moulin Rouge? I'm (laughs) grasping at straws here. Us. um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I slipped that in the first time you did. I'd rather be royally executed or executed in any manner than rate that movie 100. So Joker was your first 100. Did that just break down your... Your, okay. your walls or so, what happened? Like you always say, however you're feeling at the time. A lot of times after a movie, I'd be real excited and hyped up on the movie's drugs or whatever, and I'll give it a 100. Some of those 100s stick. Like, I, I still think Joker's a 100. I do too. Probably several more of those movies on your list, but some of them fade away. It's just what I'm feeling at the time. I know. I just thought it was funny. I, I heard that and I was like, because mm. there for a while you were like, fuck, I'm giving everything 100s. And then I heard that yeah. and you're like, nothing's a 100. And boom, 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 boom. One, two, three, four, five, six movies have made 100 since that episode. Oh, I thought I'd given way more than that. So I'm, <laughs> Feels like I'm it, happy it? with that. It does. <laughs> All right. Got anything else for lobby time? I do not. All right. Well, let's head on over back to the podcast studio slash viewing room and Jack will unveil today's movie. Okay. So today's movie came out in 2006. It's rated R. Of course. It has a runtime of 83 minutes. Oh. So it's hour 23. Wow, okay. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 91% mm-hmm. with an audience score of 79%. IMDb gave it a 7.3 out of 10. The, the more and mothers tell us that a main character is a prostitute and that a man is offered a bag of pubic hair. The main character is a prostitute. One of the main characters. And a man is offered a bag of pubic hair. Yeah. Okay. Today's movie is Borat. God. It got a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. All of its uh, percentages and scores were passing. So don't be a bitch. I mean, you're Bruno's tr- weren't. Yeah. Being a bitch right now. I'm not being a bitch. I told you before we even started this, I was I did not want to see Bruno and I did not want to see Borat. Well, you knew they were both fucking coming. Uh, I know, but I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> so uncomfortable watching Sasha Baron Cohen, man. <laughs> I love his stuff. What else does he have besides this? Is this it? Does There's there... Borat and Bruno. Those are the only two I've seen. Okay. There's Ali G, where he's like a rapper. Okay, yeah, I've seen parts of him doing that. I, is that a, I don't think that's a movie, though. That's just like a yeah, character he plays. Yeah. Uh, the Dictator, I yeah. think, is him. <sighs> I haven't seen that. All right, well, at least it's only 83 minutes. Yep, and probably definitely less uncomfortable uh, than Bruno. Bruno was harder to watch, in my opinion, if for parts of it, at least. But <laughs> he just he did some terrible things in that movie. I'm pretty sure this is the one where he's in, like, that green unitard and some big fat guy lays on top of him or something. No. Yes, it is. I can tell by the look <laughs> on your face. It's called the banana hammock. Yes. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Well, let's get this over with and take a movie mug and pause. <laughs>
<laughs> and we're back after watching 2006 Borat, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. Mm-hmm. That's the full title of it. Yeah. Probably, not probably, it, it is the best documentary out there. Another Sasha Baron Cohen movie. Mm-hmm. Like Bruno. Yep. Which... Very crazy character that he made up. All right, let me give it the 50-cent tour. Okay, I look forward. So some guy named Borat, I'm not sure he's just some dude in Kazakhstan, or is he the mayor? I don't really know. No, he's like a news reporter. Okay. He decides to go to America and make a documentary, and while in America, he sees Baywatch and falls in love with Pamela Anderson, (laughs) and then goes on a quest to go to L.A. and marry Pamela Anderson. And just all the normal Sasha Baron Cohen type movie shenanigans mm-hmm. along the middle. <laughs> Uneasy scenes. Hard to watch. Harder to watch than I remembered. Like just you're embarrassed watching it type stuff. Not sure what's real and what's scripted. This one felt a lot more scripted, but I'll get into that here in just a second. Let me read what the internet has to say. This comes from IMDb. Outrageous situations occur when Borat, a popular reporter from Kazakhstan, comes to the United States to film a documentary on what makes America a great nation. Along the way, he manages to offend just about everyone he meets, fall in love with actress Pamela Anderson, and set forth on a cross-country journey to make her his wife. Basically what I said. Yep. Well, like you mentioned earlier, after we quit watching it, at least I know you can't do this to me again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No more Sasha Baron Cohen movies where he... Dictator, maybe, but it's... Where he acts like this. I'm pretty sure the Dictator is not the same format as Borat and Bruno. Let me just say that... (laughs) Well, first of all, the last movie we did won Golden Globes for Best Picture, and it's up for Best Picture in the Academy Awards. And then then we go to Borat. Where else but movie mugging are you going to get this kind of... I mean, Borat is a better movie than 1917, oh, and I will stand by that. You shut and I your will mouth. Stand by that, and I will stand by that. <sighs> You're a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, I can't man. argue with it. <laughs> I mean, so. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that I enjoyed Bruno much more than Borat. Really? <laughs> yes. Man, I did not predict that. I thought for sure you'd like this one better. You know, well, I, why didn't you like this one as much? It started out funny. It did. It's very. It's the funniest fuck. When he's in his village and he's introducing everybody, <laughs> and like he kisses his this sister. girl and says, "It's my sister," and She's his wife. The number four whore in all of Kazakhstan. I was, I was like, man, the, okay, this this feels like it's going to be better. And and I don't know, man. Maybe maybe <laughs> seeing Bruno first, I was more prepared for it. And like I said, this one felt more scripted. Bruno felt like there was more genuine reactions. Yeah, I don't know. This may have had just as many really genuine reactions where the people really didn't know what was going on. But for whatever reason, Bruno, it was like he did like worse things, which made it more uncomfortable or something. Oh, as like far as I can his, remember, his like dick swinging on I, its own and talking. I don't know. This, this one had the same type <laughs> of stuff. And, and it could be one of those things that once you've seen it once, you've seen it enough to where. The second time you see something similar, it just doesn't have the same shock value to it or whatever. This is my second time seeing Borat, and I've seen Bruno probably six times. Dude, you cringed 
and I turned your head know. so much during was, this movie. I didn't think it was going to be as bad as Bruno. It was worse. It wasn't worse. It was harder for me to watch this than Bruno. Was it really? Yes. Wow. I can't even remember what parts I really turned my head at the most. I know that whenever he tried to kidnap Pamela Anderson, that's hard to watch. That's 100% scripted. Well, obviously, yeah. So why was that hard to watch? Because it was obviously scripted. Just because scripted. it's hard to watch. <laughs> I'm not going to say there wasn't some things that made me crack up. Um, it was more towards the beginning, though. You started, I could feel your hate <laughs> over here towards the end. Yeah, the... You could feel the energy drain out of my body yes. as I was sitting on the couch. No, it was draining out of your body and catching on fire outside of your body. <sighs> yeah, I did not like this movie whatsoever, <laughs> which I'm not shocked. There are funny parts in it, though. There, okay. What, yeah. what were, name your favorite parts, your funny ones. Well, <sighs> I think one of my favorite parts was he went to an etiquette teacher to learn how to go to a dinner party. And he goes to this dinner party and one of the one of the people is is a pastor and it, it kind of flashes back and forth between him asking the etiquette teacher thing like, "Hey, do I make conversation with people? Can I give compliments?" And she's like, "Yeah, as long as you're honest about the compliments." And he like looks at two women, says nice things about them, said you two would be really popular in my country, but this one over here not so much. And it was the pastor's wife yeah, and just the look on his face. And then he excused himself to go to the bathroom to take a dump. And when he came back down, he had his shit in a little bag. And he's like, what do I do with this? And <laughs> that seemed genuine. He hitchhiked with a bunch of redneck college students from the South University Carolina. of South Carolina. Yeah, That seemed genuine. <laughs> yeah, well, those I, guys were fucked up, I too. Say, I say it. They were just regular guys. There's no doubt about it. They were obviously drunk. And I think they were being themselves, which is pretty sad. Yeah, that was because they were they were pretty they had sad, some horrible conversation, dudes. Yeah. So again, I'm not going to say that there weren't some parts that that I found to be humorous, very timely. Even though this came out in 2006, they showed him taking a dump out of one of Trump's buildings. Yeah, it's right outside of it. <laughs> and these movies, they uh, they're still relevant and they're still funny. But they are these movies, whether they're bad or good, in your opinion. There's going to be things, catchphrases and moments that are going to stick with you for a long time. You've been walking around the house for years saying, great success. <laughs> I know. And I had no I idea saw, where it came I from. I saw it in high school. For World Geography, my freshman year, I had a football coach as my teacher. <laughs> and he would just play movies all the time. And so I would just watch Bruno on my phone every time. <laughs> And I'd have people watch it with me. and uh, the, the public school system, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. He didn't give a fuck. Getting our children ready for the their, their great careers and, <laughs> and life after high school. And watching Star Wars and World Geography. Oh, really? You, really? <laughs> yes. How the hell did he watched, relate that to the curriculum? We watched Star Wars. We watched The Last Samurai because we were talking about Japan. And then I guess we were talking about India. So we watched Slumdog Millionaire. In, in class. Those are like R-rated movies. Did he ever teach you guys on Kazakhstan? And <laughs> I wish. That would have been fucking awesome. I mean, awesome. fucking coach history teachers. He would have lost teachers. his job, though. A world geography teacher <laughs> who's a coach has an endless amount of movies that he can show for every little different place. I mean, he could, he could show Beasts of No Nation for somewhere in Africa. Yeah. Um, he could show Lord of the Rings because it was filmed in New Zealand. I mean, just, gosh, that, what a great job. And what's funny is uh, 
the room directly across the hall is the football coach for the linemen, and they were watching the same things as us. Because <laughs> that guy, their uh, their teacher would come in to my classroom all the time, and they'd share their curriculum or whatever. Curriculum, or not? You know what I mean? This their their plans. Hey guys, you, you we showing Crocodile Dundee for Australia today? <laughs> Fuck yeah, man! Yeah, they were both really lazy teachers <laughs> who would just let you do whatever, pretty much. Uh, we're gonna show Ice Age for Iceland. We. No, we didn't watch Ice Age. I was about to say, I thought we did. That was probably in another class. God, it's just never ending. You could show a film every single day in world geography that has something to do with some place. Yeah, you really could. Wow. I don't really know a whole lot more to say about this movie. It felt more scripted. And I know I probably sound like a hypocrite because I've said that I don't like his movies because they make me feel uncomfortable. But that's the charm of his movies. He's a good actor, too. And this felt so much more scripted that it just didn't work as well as Bruno did. And that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'm, I don't even pay attention, unless it's super obvious. That's the only time I think, oh, that was crap. Most of the time, either it's not funny or it's funny. And all the reactions, if you view it like how I do, it all seems realistic enough to make you feel cringe and not want to watch it because it's bothering you. I think one of the most cringeworthy scenes in this movie for me had nothing to do with Borat. It had to do when he woke up in front of the church, he'd like mm. gone to sleep, and then he goes into this church, and this church is one of those Pentecostal churches where people speak in tongues, where people dance around. And scream. That shit is hard for me to look at because it's just like, come uh, it just it 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 just kind of grosses me out because <laughs> I just don't buy that shit at all. It's so for me, it's the opposite. I love watching that shit because I I can look at a whole room of people. This is not often I can do this. I can look at a whole room of people and think, wow, I'm smarter than all of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, look at all these idiots literally closing their eyes and going. No. Like, how forced is that? Like, are you really in that big of a midlife crisis that you're going to bite into that shit? I mean, it's people of all ages. You know, people get raised up in that, well, and they yeah, tell them they're to speak, idiot parents. They tell them to speak in tongues, and they just do this, and it's just that—that that was real. I believe that that whole scene was real. I believe that that scene was real, especially too. the fat guy with the messed up voice. And and how come preachers ah, they do that stuff? Ah, and they're you all, gotta gotta. Ah. They're sweating real bad and screaming. And there, if I was a kid in there, I'd probably be crying. I'd be scared. Oh man! And fucking everyone's possessed by the devil in that room. I need to start talking like that on this podcast, man. And, and this Barata was my favorite movie. Ah, Bruno was bara. Pick up a whole new uh, target audience. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Welcome uh, to Movie Muggin, uh, the father and son uh, podcast. Uh. <laughs> that was that was one of my favorite scenes. It's just so amusing to me to watch these people dance around. And I don't buy the speaking in tongues like that. I don't I don't buy the people falling down like when the preacher touches their head yeah, or like drags the coat over a line like, of people and like, they all pass out like fucking benny hen he's one of those guys who's supposedly a faith healer and and he'll swing his coat in the air and yeah people will fall down like in rows they'll just all fall Whoa! down on top of each other and all that bullshit about oh, i haven't been able to walk for 20 years and then they get up and start dancing and break dancing and Fuck, shit dude no and i do you get so twisted up in it that you believe that that's just happening? 
Like I, I will I, never understand. I wish I knew. I, I wish I knew too. But we got to infiltrate. I just no. You go right ahead. I'd end up fucking doing the Kingsman scene in there if I had to spend too much time with them. <laughs> Dude, me too. I didn't even think about that. Be like, uh, all, right, all right, somebody cue Freebird. Let's uh, let's get the show on the road. Stick my earbuds in and put it on loop. Oh man, I would be so uncomfortable. There are parts in this that I genuinely thought weren't that funny. But that was also the first time I saw it. I laughed at everything in this movie. I'll let you know that. But I think just the second time took the magic out of a lot of the parts, like uh, when he's wrestling the big fat guy. Oh, they're naked. And Borat has like the longest black bar dick censorship Mm -hmm. ever. And like that was hilarious. And they start running through the lobby of the hotel naked, fighting and talking in their their native tongue. And he's got a big rubber sex fist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was gross. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> yeah, you did. I've seen the one under your bed you tried to hide. Oh, all the time. <laughs> that's that is a bold claim. Is like is that really a thing? Do Obviously. Do, I mean a fist. But I mean you would think they would make the fist not as flaccid as it was in this movie. I just I just can't comprehend why somebody would want something like a fist or something huge to go into their butt or vagine or I Am I, I don't know, man. You're wrong. <laughs> it's actually very pleasurable. Oh. Uh, all the blood and tears that come with gosh. it. Yeah. And gosh, anti-Semitic a little. Oh, well, that's also for the role play of the country, I guess. Oh, I mean, shit. all of my knowledge off of Kazakhstan is from this movie. <laughs> so I really don't know how accurate it is. But after watching this movie, I have no reason to not believe they don't like Jewish people. Yeah. I mean, he's making a parody of a guy from Kazakhstan. So I assume, and he he goes anywhere. You saw in Bruno, he'll touch on any subject. He doesn't give a fuck. Nope. And people have sued him for these movies. Have they? Yeah. He's been, he's had several lawsuits from I'm what I I'm guessing, read. yeah, he probably has. And so I have no reason to believe that he would lie about all that anti-Semite stuff. I mean, he makes people look like shit. Yes. If you're in a movie and he's talking to you, <laughs> you're going to come out to look like a fucking idiot, for sure. Yeah. And he goes to the feminist group and oh, in his yeah. country, you like women have no rights, there can't be more than 5 of them and in the same place at once unless it's a brothel or, or a graveyard. Or a graveyard or he's at a grave. <laughs> yeah. The cultural differences in this movie were insane and a lot of it was just talking to old white people who are very proper or racist fucking, or racist yes and fucking with them heavily and making them get pissed off or making them very uncomfortable and they just don't say anything out of one being a little bit polite and two having no idea how to react i would say two mostly but it didn't really get old for me. I, just, I liked watching him fuck with people. I wonder how they set this up, if it was real. I wonder how they got him into that dinner party. I mean, did, <laughs> they, did they really sell it to where this is a real guy from Kazakhstan? Or I, I would have. Oh, sorry. Who, who's really just traveling across the country, eating up American culture? Because I just, at what point do people's bullshit meters start going off? And they're like, you know what? I'm fucking, no, I'm done with this. Because- there was just some ridiculous, ridiculous stuff that I wouldn't put up with. I'd be like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I wouldn't sign off on it anyway because I don't like people even coming to my house. But So if I had never seen this movie or heard of Sasha Baron Cohen and Borat came up to me on the street, 
I, I feel like I would buy it that he's not from America. I don't know how long I would have had to have been around him to realize that this isn't real, but I, I feel like I definitely would buy it. He he sells it really well. He gets into his character so fucking well. He does. And he just becomes that person for the movie. And it's it's spectacular to see that. Spectacular. Specta- no, not to see the movie, but to see that he's he's just so into it and his characters are so like crazy and flamboyant all in their own ways and it's just cool to watch somebody be able to be a completely different person than they are in real life and sell it to people. I have no idea what this guy's really like because everything I've seen him in, he's played some other weird character. Like like in uh, Talladega Nights, he played like some French race car driver and he talked to Ricky Bobby. And he just, can do good voices too. He's got accents. I have nowhere... I have no idea where he's even from. Man. I just I don't know if he was even speaking a different language in this in this movie or if he was just making up a bunch of bullshit like the people speaking exactly. in tongues were. It sounds like it could have been a real <laughs> language. It seems like it. It really did. I wouldn't be surprised if he went that in depth. With a name like Sasha, he could very easily be like Russian. So like Austrian. Yeah, I, I have no idea. And too bad there's there's no way to figure that out. Yeah. We just would left having to guess and speculate. All right, favorite parts. Uh I really thought it was funny when he was introducing himself in the village and then his favorite activities. The dinner party was funny. The feminist part was funny. I pretty much liked the whole thing. I'm a sucker for humor like this that's all fucked up and people hate on it and will sue someone for saying stuff like that, obviously. My favorite part was at the beginning, too, when he was introducing himself and introducing the people around him and talking about his country. I thought, okay, this is this is pretty good. And uh, there were a couple lines in there that I liked. He had the line, I like you. I like sex. It's nice or something like that's that. The first, that's the first line of the movie. And then he, he had another line later on talking about uh, his, his wife. He married her when she was like 10 years old and she looked really nice. Then she got like a hair on her chest. And then he said her vagine hung like the sleeve of a wizard. <laughs> That killed me. I, I forgot about that legendary line. You laughed out loud for I, a good 10 seconds on I that. I did. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> the sleeve of a wizard. Because that just, <laughs> that is just ridiculous. Yeah. You don't hear that ever. No. You always hear it compared to Arby's. Or an old catcher's mitt. <laughs> yeah. You don't hear about a wizard sleeve. You can't help but not think of what that might look like. I know. There, there's just no way. Ugh. That's gross. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I have no earthly idea where a bucket of chicken may go. Sasha Baron so, Cohen. All right. For me. I mean, that's the, only, that's the obvious choice, basically the only choice. I guess if I was to give my bucket of chicken, if there's one thing that I can kind of take some gladness out of from his movies is he exploits stupidity. He exploits, because in this one, you know, he exploited the racist guy at the rodeo. He That guy starts, yeah. He's, he exploited uh, the frat boys and their horrible beliefs. And so he kind of brings the idioticness to the, to the forefront of how awful some people are and how awful some of their beliefs are. And he made them all look like buffoons. And assholes. And so I'm for people getting punked like that. I mean, look, I'm well aware a drunk frat boy says things that a sober frat boy doesn't, but there's a lot of truth to that. You know, a lot, yeah. a lot of times when you're drunk, you say things 
that you feel, but you, you just, just wouldn't, wouldn't say, say normally. So fuck those guys, man. They were assholes the and talking about guy. we should still have slaves and that women, you know, yes. talking bad about women. And so I like the fact that these people are seen for what they are. Is it fair? Are their lives going to be shitty after this? Probably. And look, I, I wouldn't want to be judged on the worst thing I've ever said because I've said shitty things before, yeah. but but I'm not going to say it with a fucking camera on me, you know, yeah. and, and I'm not fucking that racist and I don't guy. talk down about women and I'm oh, not yeah. one of those people that f- kill lying. all <laughs> and I'm not one of those people who's like kill everybody who looks like a terrorist, like that guy at the fucking rodeo was. That was but terrible. I like the fact that he exploits the ugly side of people in America. Not that everybody has that. And a lot of them do. But a lot of them, especially nowadays, man, people aren't afraid to say anything. I guess if I'm gonna give my bucket of chicken, it's to the fact that his movies have done that several times and you know what? Fuck those people in the way they think. It just really shows people's true colors. Shine some light on the assholes and the shitty beliefs that a lot of people have. And that is not something I would have thought about or taken from his movies had you not said it. Because I just think it's funny. Well, I, I watch it for for giggles. Well, I tried to find some kind of redeeming quality in this movie, and that's all I could find. All right, score time. I enjoyed uh, many parts of this. Many parts? You're grounded. Um, I don't have to give it a 60. A 60? Yeah. Okay. This movie was not a great success. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I wish. Oh, At my all. God. It was. That it was, was the worst impersonation Great I've success. Ever heard. I can't do it. You sound too country. You don't sound like you're from Europe at all. Or Eurasia. Help me out. You do it. Great success. Great success. Uh, okay, I was going to. I'm going to give this a two and a half. No, I was going to give it a 17, but then I thought about how it does exploit and shine light on ugliness of, of some humans in the United States. So that bumps it up to a 21. Okay. That's as good as I can give that it, man. Is, I, don't, I don't care. And I'll probably later on, I'll probably think, damn it, why would I give it a 21? At least he doesn't make them super long, too. Thank God. We if I was still sitting there watching it, um, no. Give it I, a four. It would have kept going down. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in to episode number 35 of Movie Muggin. If you'd like to keep up with us, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Movie Muggin. You can also email us at moviemuggin at gmail.com. Guys, we love you listening. We do appreciate you and have a Movie Muggin day. Very nice. No, cut that out. That was terrible. (laughs) Very nice. Better? Yes. They're both staying. Oh, okay. Pussy. Great success.